Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim. And I'm Ted. Welcome back, everybody. We're happy to have you here. Today's episode's a little different, right? Yeah, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Today, we're going to talk about the crew of Optical Delusions. So the crew of Optical Delusions is a parading crew that both you and I are lucky enough to be a part of. That's right. And you forgot to say an award-winning parading that crew. That is true. Yes. Yeah, we won the first place in the 2018 Little Five Points Halloween Parade. Right. Which was a lot of fun. And then I guess we got third place in Inman Park Parade. But no crew would be existing without a leader. And we have with us today one of our best friends and also a New Orleans native. And our parade crew leader, is that what we call you? Do we call you our master? What are you? Crew chief? <laughs> Who are you? This is JP Leonard. Hi there. Uh, I am your crew chief, I guess. That chief. would be the, the, the correct term. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. chief. Mm-hmm. And did Ted get that right with the awards? We got best in show in the little five points Halloween parade 2018. Uh-huh. Not the actual first place. There were three place contenders that we're mainly a little five points businesses, so we are not technically a little five business, but we were offered the best in show, which we'll take, of course. Absolutely. And little five points, again, is an area here in Atlanta that focuses on art and community and music. And if you ever come through town, you definitely want to make sure that you get to stop by there. And Ted and I have in the past talked about the amazing Halloween parade that they put on. Right. One of the best in the country. So when we say crew... Some people might not even know what that means. Some people might not even know how that's spelt. <laughs> it's with a K. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what exactly is a crew? What's the definition of a crew? And is it exclusive to New Orleans history? Well, I, I wish I knew the, the deep-rooted history of it, but the word K-R-E-W-E is a word that I've known my, throughout my life as being... if. You join a membership that is in the history of Carnival, then you are part of a crew. I would love for you to take a minute to explain what the theme of the crew of optical delusions is. Black and white optical illusions. You just come wearing black and white stripes, checkerboard, polka dot, zebra, whatever you can come up with. Mix the patterns, you know, the more the crazier. My wife, Gina, and I uh, decided for Mardi Gras to dress as optical illusions and to get our bikes involved as well. Previous to that, my wife and her friend had striped their bikes for a bike ride, and this was years before we'd even met. What a perfect match you guys are. Right, and I feel like actually... May have thought of this idea before she actually showed me photos of this, but I'm not that clear on it it's right now. It's one of those group mentality Yeah, you know, ideas. it just it, it happened, and then when she was like, oh, yeah, we did that, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's do this. And so we did two bikes uh, for Mardi Gras 2018, yeah? Yeah, okay, it's 2019 now. Okay, so yeah, I've done it twice for Mardi Gras now. Okay, so last year we started, just the two of us, we did our bikes, all black and white stripe. We started with thrift store clothes, essentially, and maybe a couple of items we found at Walmart. It was uh, 
you know, probably less than a hundred dollar collective outfit that we had put together. And when we got to Mardi Gras, it blew people's minds. I mean, it honestly did. People were just like, you win Mardi Gras. And we loved it. You know, it was, uh-huh. it, we were like, this needs to turn into something more. And for that, you guys were just riding around? Just, yeah, just we were just riding around. Yeah. Well, there is a uh, particular parade that we took part in on actual Fat Tuesday, which is Mardi Gras Day. And, it, and it's a very organic parade that started well this was this past year was its 50th year actually called the saint anne parade and it's a neighborhood parade that starts in the bywater of new orleans and it runs through the marigny and then through into the french quarter and we got involved in it a few years back and then when we decided to do this for it it just kind of took off we everybody that saw us were you know had something to say about us or the bike so it, it felt like a, a win you know and so we we're like let's take it forward and so for people who don't know mardi gras very well it's not unusual for any attendee to wear a costume right absolutely yeah. it's not just for people required in almost honestly <laughs> right yeah. because everyone makes up the spectacle together and sure. without everyone participating it's mm-hmm. not that not Mardi and especially Gras. on Fat Tuesday itself, the you know actual Mardi Gras day is when everybody should participate in the costuming, and uh, even you know regardless if you're on a float or in a parade, you know that's when everybody dresses their kids up, and yeah, it's it's Halloween on the opposite end of the calendar. So, right, you know, right, <laughs> awesome. What are your memories of some of your first Mardi Gras? Well, um, goodness, there are so many, but as a family, we participated in a crew on Mardi Gras day and. And it was with my dad's fire department. He was a volunteer fireman and some of his siblings, as well as other families, we all participated in a parade that was called Elks Crew of Orleans. And what it is, it is all a truck parade. And what that means is every float consists of a semi-truck and trailer. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's Your huge. duty as a crew would be to purchase a semi-trailer, cut it down, turn it into your own float. And then luckily, as the fire department, we had a place to store something like that every wow. year that was behind the fire <laughs> station. And so every year it was, uh, a, you know, it was a real family event because what we would do was we would create a theme. We would have a divide of parents for one. And our parents would, you know, as the dads, they were the ones that were involved in building the float. And then the mothers were all the ones that were making the costumes. So as kids, you have the two and a half to three weeks of carnival season before Fat Tuesday. And so what we would do is catch all the throws. And what your throws are is what goes off the float. Beads, trinkets, you know, anything that you could find. And we would find those at other parades. So that's uh-huh. where we would catch all our throws. You collected throws from other parades to then give out at Correct. your parade? Original Genius. recyclers. I That's love right. it. <laughs> I love it. That's killer. And what yeah. eclectic throws you must have had then. Absolutely. You know, and you would have throws from all the parades from the season and people appreciated it. But we also got a, a small stipend from our family or parents that you would be able to go to a warehouse sur- surplus that had all the Mardi Gras things you could ever want. And, you know, maybe I would get a $20 allowance <laughs> to buy 
all the Super Bowls that I wanted. Because <laughs> when, th- when you're throwing things off a float, you know, that's one of the best things as a kid. Because if you could throw a box of Super Bowls, imagine what that does to a crowd. Oh, like, my gosh. It's a wave of people that would jump up. And then you see some of them catch, and then some of them don't, and they go past it. That's so. just fantastic. <laughs> and I got to say, I have memories of us in our early 20s playing with Super Balls. Absolutely. Like, didn't we go through a phase? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> someone always had a Super Ball on them. Well, let's not talk about <laughs> ball. The, <laughs> the lazy Susan coffee table game that we created years back. Uh-oh. That is another story for your show. Actually. I don't even know about this one. Yeah, That is a unique competition, actually. <laughs> so we should do a show sometime on little homemade family games. You and your wife, Gina, have actually ah. created another game that you play at home that's part win lose or draw mm-hmm. and part cards against humanity it's so cruel part <laughs> trouble all together it is called win lose or draw against the troubles with humanity <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah. and it's great you can actually divide between two teams play like a win lose draw style and then you pick cards against humanity cards we give you the best of three because sometimes, you know, drawing Genghis Khan is really hard or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then once you actually win the the guess of the draw, then you pop up the pop-o-matic on the trouble board and advance the game. It uh-huh. might sound complicated, but it's really not. Yeah. It's really just, I mean, Cards Against Humanity is a harsh game. Some right. of those cards are just cruel and awful so watching your friends try to draw them is absolutely wonderful <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right so back on mardi gras what we would do for mardi gras day is once we would you know decide what our theme was and build our float uh we would assemble mardi gras morning we would meet at a Popeyes, get your fried uh-huh. chicken and get on the get on the float. And <laughs> our our particular fire department was on the West Bank in New Orleans, which is across the Greater New Orleans Bridge. Which anybody who's been to New Orleans has seen the giant bridge that crosses the right. Mississippi there. So we would ride across the river in the back of a semi trailer that was open. Uh huh. No seatbelts, nothing sure. like that. And Gotta love the seventies. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. It was amazing. I mean, it was. Open air ride over the Mississippi River. Wow. Just an, an amazing experience. Yeah, so we would get there, crack of dawn. Typically, crew of Orleans would be about 127 trucks. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. So it is just back-to-back semi-trailers with, you know, tons of people on floats. And wow. it takes you all day. You start in the Carrollton area of Uptown New Orleans and get all the way through into the quarter at Canal Street and then go up Canal Street. And then things things usually get scary back in the 70s once you hit Canal Street. <laughs> I never didn't know what happened then when I was a kid because I'd always have to sit on the floor of the float. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Not yeah. supposed to see everything. Yeah, not supposed to see everything, I guess, when you're younger. Yeah. There's some <laughs> stuff at Mardi Gras. Definitely not for children. Right. When I was in high school, my Uncle Wayne was one of the prop designers for the institution of Blaine Kern Artists Incorporated, which is also known as Mardi Gras World in New Orleans. And Mardi Gras World is responsible for about 90% of all the floats that are built 
during Mardi Gras season. Amazing. And when you say responsible, do you mean they build them or supply materials for them? They build them. Wow. They set up the themes. They paint them. I mean, it's wow. it's, it's an amazing industry to see because, it, well, now it's moved over to the East Bank and they do tours. Um, my wife and I actually did a tour just not too long ago. Suggestible for our audience if they ever visit New Absolutely. Orleans? Absolutely. It's it, it's an amazing place. You would definitely want to tour it when you come see New Orleans. So when I was in high school, I had the opportunity of apprenticing under my uncle. And I worked the summers of my high school at Blaine Curry Mardi Gras World. And what I was able to do was learn how to cast fiberglass, mold styrofoam, you know, paint large props. One of my favorite jobs there was I was a prop finder because back in the days they didn't have computer catalogs. So they essentially had photo catalog or artist depiction catalog of a Ooh. lot of things. You had to dig through those? Yes. Uh -huh. So even a, even an artist depiction would come to us as prop designers and there would be a depiction of a float and they would have props that would be on the float. One example I could give you was there was a uh, Betsy Ross that we were going to do as a front and it was a 25-foot bust of Betsy Ross. So we had to go back into our catalogs and find anything that would represent that size of a woman. And we found a Wonder Woman from the 70s. Uh -huh. And it was in this den when we call it what we called the den there was a warehouse that was probably a, a quarter mile in square footage. And it was like Raiders of the Lost Ark. You would just go in this large warehouse of stacked material and unearth literally a 25 foot bus that you wouldn't have wouldn't have been able to see otherwise <laughs> and it took us a day to excavate it and pull it out and then bring it into our shop and then you would strip it down and slowly carve it back into something else and we turned it into betsy ross what a passion project right? all of this is mm -hmm. so many hours it is it is a lot of hours and it, it is rewarding especially when i was younger to see those projects roll down the street in right. front of thousands of people and all its glory that was <laughs> amazing to actually did a couple of parades with my uncle before he passed away and uh got to see some of our work together so that was amazing that's oh, nice. wonderful mm -hmm. So since you left New Orleans, how long has it been on your mind to start a parade crew? Was it just that trip to Mardi Gras that you and your wife Gina had that inspired it? Not exactly. Um, I've had some friends from New Orleans that have been part of a new generation of parade crews because nowadays the dues to get into any parade uh, to be a crew member to ride a float can go into the five to ten thousand dollars. Oh wow! Absolutely. And, oh no! And now you have to buy your throws, and That's they so all exclusive. so it is very a very much exclusive club, and you know most people are born into it now, or you have you have the money to do it. So what our generation of people had started, and this started a little before Katrina, but really popped up post Katrina are marching clubs and there's some loophole that they're letting marching crews walk instead of, you know, creating your own float. And a lot of crews have popped up in New Orleans in the last ten years just because of that. 
And uh, that really took an influence for me because I do have some friends that are in those marching crews. So seeing them during Mardi Gras was always a fun thing and thinking we could do something like that in Atlanta just, you know, was kind of a no brainer. So that's awesome. So when you guys got back from that Mardi Gras, you guys got your picture in a paper? Well, not for Mardi Gras, actually. We uh, took it one step further and we went to Savannah for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And brought our costumes and bikes and rode sort of in the parade. We weren't kind of licensed to do so. Uh, And and we rode around Savannah a lot after that. But from there, we met a photographer that actually worked for a local paper and his photograph got passed on onto a couple blogs and we made it into a couple German blogs actually. That's so, amazing. Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting to see our, our photos pop up in places we had no idea. So but from there that it, it realized that it was kind of a an interesting art piece that we were doing. And so from there we thought we'd take it one step further and bring it actually into a parade and bring more people into it. And that's where we started preparing for little five points parade and how many people did you get in the little five points parade i think our total number ended up being 33 but we uh did a couple workshops ahead of time and got some people prepared for what they need for costumes and we also did workshops on bicycles because i you know made some wheel discs for the bikes that are spirals that really catch the eye and riding of course and then striping the bikes as well and you of course ted brought your right. tandem bike over right. and we got that sucker done so that was really cool things always been a problem but right. it was fun well yeah that <laughs> didn't make it through that parade nah, but not so much but made it through the last parade that was fantastic. just to the end then yeah. it died Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. Would, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. On the, on the bike ride home, it like the chain locked up, oh, so I had to push it home. Man. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to describe how much fun doing a communal event like that is if you haven't had an opportunity to be a part of it. Right. It definitely takes on a life of its own. You show up and you meet in an area and you're one person dressed as a big old weirdo in your stripes and polka dots and zebras, <laughs> all of a sudden joining up with 30 other people people dress the same way and it is just glorious the way that people come together and then start moving as one it makes me emotional i love parading so much and i love this crew i just love it (laughs) yeah it's good stuff it's, it's just getting bigger i think i think we've like created an abstract community that we had no idea i can't believe the people that are joining because They're not all the people you would think would want to take part in something like this. But, you know, who doesn't love a parade? That's right. right. (laughs) And being part in the parade, it's just it's so much more fun. Oh, my gosh. So much more fun, especially the little five points Halloween parade that I think Ted and I have mentioned has gotten obscenely large that I really don't know it's more fun to watch or more fun to be in? Be in. I, yeah, I personally <laughs> would rather be in it at right. this point in my life. If someone was listening that's in Atlanta, are you open to people reaching out yes. to join the crew? Absolutely. How would they find you? Um, right now we have a Facebook page, just Crew of Optical Delusions. And we are uh, our next adventure is East Atlanta Strut. Awesome. Um, we're, we're planning on that's, doing That's uh, September? Yeah, I think it'll be the it's third weekend of September. Cool. Usually a really small parade, but as you know, we're all part of this community. Mm-hmm. Yep. We also had a business in this community for a while, um, our frame shop and our anti-collectible store, Vintage ATL, plug, plug, plug. 
So uh, we really want to participate in the strut this year, and they have a small parade. It, it's usually just a couple of neighborhood businesses and it's some a other funny freaks. parade. Yeah, it's, you almost don't want to call it a parade it's, as much as a strut. It is it's a strut. really just abstract mm-hmm. people walking down the street. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can call anything a parade that's three blocks long. Right. So. <laughs> we might double the size crew. of it with a crew. Well, we need to be a hundred. That's what we want to do. We want a hundred people for the East Atlanta strut. That's our goal. That's going to nice. be more than anybody else in the parade. Ted's totally right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the crew was mostly walkers and bikes, and we had a couple strollers. Yeah. And we also had a dude on a one wheel. Right. So pretty much anything goes in the crew. Absolutely. And um, tell us how the umbrellas got incorporated into it. Well, that's funny because we didn't even think about umbrellas when we were doing everything but the day of the little five halloween parade we had at least a 60 to 70 percent chance of rain and it looked like it was going to happen so we freaked out a little and ran to the family dollar up the street and lo and behold black and white stripe black and white checkerboard umbrellas (laughs) that's crazy did you have any idea that family dollar why did you choose Family Dollar? Who goes to Family Dollar? No offense, Family not Dollar. Not even a half a mile from our house. <laughs> it was the closest thing to our house. So that's crazy. They're not one of our sponsors, so that's okay. Yes. Yes. No yeah, hard feelings. Please. They have actually some good zebra ones too at Family Dollar now. We, we may have to participate. What were they? Maybe five, three dollars? Oh, they were three dollars each. I mean, thank you, Family Dollar. That was very kismet. <laughs> that was very kismet. And then I think you guys put the word out. Yeah. That the umbrellas were there and I went and raided my local family dollar. I mean, it was probably the best thing we could have thought of because going down the street, rain or no no rain, I mean, it just have all the umbrellas twirling. It really had a Mardi Gras vibe. Everybody was kind yeah. of second lining. So yeah. that was a that was a good time. And yeah. we, we're going to continue to use the umbrellas. That's killer. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, just twirling an umbrella with a pattern like that alone is enough to give you a small seizure. It's right. exactly <laughs> what we're going for, right? Yes. Yeah. So I had one guy uh, say to me at the parade, he's like, you look like you just got out of prison. And I said, no, I just got out of prism. Prism. Ah, good one. Yeah. I think I baffled him, but I thought that was fun. I'm sure he went home and looked it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was delusional. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, JP, for coming down. Crew chief. My pleasure. Thanks. So much fun to have you in this room. Yeah. Seriously. We both. Okay. So JP was a roommate of Ted's yeah, yeah. at one point, And JP and I have been friends since 2021. 1990. It's not 2021 yet. Three. No, I mean, I was 2021 oh. because this is my story. Oh. So. <laughs> that was sure. a terrible um, way to express time. No, you're right. <laughs> we are coming up closer on... Um, 26. 26. Yeah. yeah. We've been friends 26, 26 years. years. That's crazy. Isn't that right? I hope all you guys out there are lucky enough to have friends that stay in your life that long because this fella is pretty dang special. Back at you. He's Yay. a special fella. You both are special fellas. Oh, I'm a special fella too. <laughs> All right, my friends. So that is parading and more specifically, the crew of Optical Delusions. Ted Ledoux. Yes, Kim Drobes. Do you want to start the calendar this week? You said yours is pretty good, but I think mine's pretty good. Oh my gosh. All right. What do you got? Okay. 
What I have is called Dark Mofo. It's <laughs> a good name. Yep. This goes down in Australia, in in Berrydale, Berrydale, Tasmania. Oh, I love Tasmania. Yeah, yeah. June uh, 14th through 23rd. Um, and let me read you a little description here. Yes, okay? please, because the name is not descriptive. No, it's not. What you got? All right. The folk at Mona, which I assume is... Um, Oh my gosh. Can we just pause there for a second? Okay. Bucket list people, you have got to go to this museum. I mean, I understand Tasmania is far away and it's (laughs) difficult to get to, especially if you live in the States, not so much if you live in Australia, but um, it is honestly the most amazing modern art museum that I've ever been to. It was number one on my list before I ever went to Meow Wolf. Really? Yeah. And now they're like head to have but Ooh. it stands for the museum of old and new art okay and you have to take a boat to get there Ooh, wow. and the boat has art all over it uh-huh. it's just one of the coolest experiences ever so what are the people <laughs> at this museum doing this weekend this is their midwinter festival and it's called dark mofo and they really let their hair down I love so it. in 2017 almost half a million people descended on the island to see an art performance that involved the carcass of a bull. Oh my gosh. 500 liters of blood. Oh my gosh. Watch performers including Russian punk provocateurs Pussy Riot. I uh, love them. Viking black metal band Ulver. Wow. And they purged their fears with the burning of an Indonesian Uga Uga monster and joined in a winter solstice nude swim. That is so cool. That, that is so cool. These people are amazing. Yeah, that's Dark Mofo. Good job, Ted. Are you going to be able to beat that one? This is called Game of Shrooms. There's an art magazine. One of my favorite art magazines in the world is called High Fructose. I know of it. Yes. You know of it, yes. And one of the founders of High Fructose is an artist called Attaboy. And Attaboy is a very creative mind and he has come up with this idea for this weekend specifically on june 15th so basically he is asking artists around the world to make these beautiful little mushrooms in Uh their style and hide them around their city right (laughs) and then he's asking everyone to tag them on instagram as shroom drop or hashtag game of shrooms and then you follow the instagram feed and you can find clues as to where they are in your city and if you find them you can have them oh wow isn't that cool that is amazing it's really cool and very well coordinated in the u.s it's happening in Los Angeles, Boston, New York, Denver, Brooklyn, Austin, Baton Rouge, Dayton, Atlanta, uh-huh. Houston, Nashville, Sacramento, San Diego. I could go on. It's happening in all major cities in the United States. Outside of the U.S., it's happening in Paris, Hong Kong, Berlin, in the U.K., in Amsterdam, in Bangkok, in Australia, Israel, New Zealand, you name it. Wow. it this is This is global. Yeah. So you can learn more if you follow Attaboy on Instagram. His handle is Yum Factory, uh-huh. A-T-T-A-Y-U-M Factory. Uh-huh. And you can learn all about Game of Shrooms. And if you're out and about this Saturday, June 15th, start looking for some shrooms. That is pretty awesome. Isn't that At- neat? Way to go, Attaboy. 
Indeed. That's super cool. Guys, if you know of anything happening in your city and would like us to talk about it, we want to know about it. So yeah, let do us, us a favor. Do your fellow listener a favor. Tell well, us about do it. us a favor. Yeah, exactly. So that's about it for this week, right? Yeah. That's All it. right. Thank you, Cadillac Jones, for letting us use your music. As mm-hmm. always, we appreciate you. You're the best. We love you. All right. Till next time. Goodbye. Ted just went off. (laughs) (laughs) Ding.